0: Wait, should I say it? Yeah, be blunt as fuck.
1: This is Brutally Blunt with Jennifer
0: and Katie. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. So, you know, we always have some interesting guests. So, we have a very interesting guest this week. I'm super excited to announce that we have Sister Roma on today, and Sister Roma, if you don't know who Sister Roma is, one, you're probably not from San Francisco, but Sister Roma is, like, a San Francisco staple. Um, She's a member of San Francisco Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and she's recognized, like, throughout the globe as an activist, and you guys, I got this off the website, so just (laughs) FYI, if you're like, why is she, like, listing off all this stuff, you know, I... (laughs) wanted to we make were sure just said everything. did our research right you're you guys are welcome for all this research um but she's known as you know activist fundraiser public speaker master of ceremonies and a glamorous clown so hi sister roma welcome
2: hello wait I first am i the first drag queen that you guys have had on your podcast yes Yes. Oh, yes. This is so exciting. Have you heard our
0: content? We don't have many friends. <laughs> we have no
2: friends. <laughs> well, I have. I've been, of course, I did my research too, and I listened to what you had to say, and I was like so on board with this podcast. I love what you're doing. Uh, this is going to be. I'm. I'm looking forward to this. Going to have a lot of fun.
1: We're so grateful to have you on and so excited. So thank you.
0: Especially because Sister Roma also enjoys Bravo as much as yes. we do. so
1: excited uh, to talk about Bravo.
2: <laughs> complete yeah. bravo It's yes. embarrassing. Yes.
0: <laughs> so
1: are we. So it's so nice to talk to someone else other than each other about
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> like... Yeah, exactly. So why don't you just introduce, I mean, I did a little intro, but why don't you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you.
2: Okay. So yeah, maybe uh, your audience probably is like, what is a sister of perpetual indulgence? Who is this person? Um, The sisters are actually a nonprofit human rights activist organization, and we're major fundraisers for the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, Started here in San Francisco in 1979. And now have orders on four continents around the world. So we're a worldwide organization. And Basically, we're open to everyone, all colors, races, ages, genders, sexual expressions. Um, We dress in outrageous forms of drag quite often, in in like nun drag, because we are sisters and we do take vows, and we raise money for the community. We raise uh, picket signs and bullhorns to stand up for everything from women's rights to Black Lives Matter to gun control to the environment. And of course, most, most, most of the work that we did was in the early days was around HIV and AIDS. So I'm very proud to be a member. I've been a sister for 34 fucking years. You guys, that's wild. I know I I graduated from college in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I was born. Lovely conservative place. I couldn't (laughs) wait to leave. I left skid marks. I was out of there as soon as I could. (laughs) And I came to San Francisco and within two years, I had met the sisters and learned about the things that they've done. The sisters were the first group ever to hold a fundraiser for people who are sick and dying of HIV and AIDS. The first group ever to produce a safer sex pamphlet to educate our community about ways to avoid the disease, the plague, and um, just the activism, the things that the sisters did. And I was like, oh my God, like what? I I care about my community. I care about people. I care about civil rights. And it was like my head exploded. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is my calling. This is what I want to do with my life. And it's it would just it's turned out to be the best experience. I can't even put it into words.
1: So you didn't always know you wanted to do civil rights work like before you moved to San Francisco?
2: No. And I, okay. I was really active. I was super popular, like in school, <laughs> you know, I was class president all four years, I was on the student council. So I did that kind of stuff, but mostly it was just a popularity contest. And I, you know, but I was motivated to, to serve in that way. And then I went to a private Catholic college in, in four years. Wow. I never did anything spiritual or civic minded. I never served food at a, homeless shelter, nothing. It wasn't until I met these crazy drag queen nuns in San Francisco that I got motivated and it, it just made me wake up and ignited that fire in me.
0: I bet your college is like, so excited. They're like, we created a nun, like (laughs) what better (laughs) job could we have done?
1: An Um, actual nun and alumni.
2: (laughs) You know, I mean, maybe, I mean, there are definitely the interesting thing about being a sister this many, this long is I've encountered just about every kind of reaction that you can get from people. And quite often, religious nuns will come up to us and they'll say, hello, sisters. I appreciate what you're doing. You know, they get it. And then there are some people. awesome. Yeah, it's really, it's really, it is always a pleasant surprise. And then, of course, there are people who just refuse to get it because they just look at us and think that we're crazy and, and sacrilegious and all that stuff.
1: What was that like, like growing up in a conservative town when you're clearly not very conservative yourself?
2: Yeah, it was interesting. I I mean, I think that nobody was surprised when I finally came to terms okay. with my sexuality and said, guess what? I'm gay. People are like, really? You know, <laughs> and the sky is blue, bitch. Like, Um, but it was still, it was something that I had to internally come to terms with and learn about and recognize in myself. Um, I always embraced it. I was really, really lucky to be raised by a mom who taught me all about unconditional love. And she always said to me, my, her advice to me when I was very, very young was just smile and be yourself. And she kind of raised me with this attitude. Like if someone has a problem with me, it's their problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, my family was also very accepting and uh, I, even at the college like I was the gay guy who worked in the bookstore, you know, it was, it was, and I was like I said I was very popular in high school and I was very gay so. <laughs> I, <laughs> A lot of people have very tragic stories about being bullied and it's very, very difficult for so many people. And I really, I recognize how extremely lucky I am that that was really never my experience. And I think part of it has had to do because people were afraid of me because I had this really (laughs) sharp tongue and it could be very sarcastic. And I, of course, I was best friends with all the pretty girls. You you like you guys. I mean, we would have been like besties in high school. Thank unsure. you.
0: I don't think so. Because I had like one friend in high school. I really blossomed later in life. So I was on student you.
1: council. So we probably okay, would have Katie, been No one. <laughs>
2: yes, girl. Planning school trips and all of it. I did
0: all the dances, all the parties. That was my, my job. I was rally squad liaison, though. But it was a made up <laughs> role because um, I was a
2: cheerleader. Oh, see, you can, please, we are so, we would have been besties. (laughs) Don't even try it.
1: So when you like moved to San Francisco, was it just like a whole new world?
2: Oh my God. So I knew that I wanted to live in a city being from Grand Rapids. I thought Chicago because it was the nearest big city that I was familiar with. And I love Chicago. I mean, it's gorgeous. Um, But it was my junior year in college. I came to visit a friend of mine who had graduated the year before named David. He moved out here and I decided to come visit. And I happened to come in June and it happened to be the end of June and it happened to be gay pride. And for the first time in my life, I was surrounded by like 300,000 other people like me coming from a town that was very Christian reformed and the bars had no windows. Like if you were queer or gay, you were outed. and It was just You couldn't be a teacher. I mean, you know, it was a whole thing. Right. And I came here and I was like, oh, my God, the pride parade started at the end of Market Street and marched through the financial financial district to the steps of City Hall. And I was like, this is unbelievable. I just the joy, the love. The excitement, the sexual freedom, the power of the community, and then just the beauty of San Francisco. I mean, Michigan is like flat, you guys. It's Mm -hmm. very beautiful in the summer, Um, and the fall. You know, I feel like the trees changing colors and all that shit. It gets old. Um, But when I when I came (laughs) here, (laughs) no, it's really not. So when I came here, I was like, you're either looking up at some spectacular view or cityscape, or looking out at the ocean, or up, looking down. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, it was so just physically beautiful to me that I, that between that and the community, I knew that I had to live here. So I went back to Michigan, finished college, and moved.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not and okay. I feel like the it it experience with the place is like priceless. And you just happened to come at like the most magical time in like the year in San Francisco. Cause right. I live in San Francisco and you know it's not it's not always like that sometimes it's foggy and depressing but like when it's pride are you kidding me the, the city wakes up like it's uh it's just like such good vibes I've only right. really been
1: to pride in LA and everyone says that San Francisco and New York are like the places to go to pride
0: oh uh, yeah I went to pride LA with you yeah and it wasn't I, I mean, it was fun, but I
1: remember there was like a bomb threat that day, and I was like, "Yes, fuck!" Like it was the. Cr- I'm it like, was. what year did we choose to go?" Like, Wait, was it? Someone called happen? me a fat bitch. I was like, "Okay, what? this is really fun."
2: Okay, <laughs> like, that's, that's so. I broke elegant. my yeah.
1: nail that day too. Yeah, it was. It was kind of rough, but we yeah. saw Tovlo and that was cool. And, but- and I'm
0: pretty sure I had like an asthma attack because it was like really like the. F- <laughs> it was in a field, like kind of Coachella. It yes,
2: so it's not it the is. same
0: compared to your no, first no. experience. <laughs>
2: You guys do realize that Vanderpump Rules was at Pride that year. There was a bomb scare.
1: That's what it was. Okay. That must have been. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That must have been the year because I was like, what the fuck is this year? But we had, I really want to go like in New York or San Francisco because I heard it's just incredibly like different. Like it's It's so fun. It's
2: way different. It's much bigger. Yeah. Um, Los Angeles is, is festive and it's, but it like LA itself, it's more spread out. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, we do not charge money to get into our celebration. Los Angeles does. Um, it's just, it isn't, it isn't the same sense of community because there's, and people come from all over the world to San Francisco or New York as well. I mean, there's just really, those are the two, of course, best prides in, in this country and the first. So.
0: Oh, okay. So if yeah. you want to go to pride, that's that's kind of the That's way to go. That's where we recommend you go.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Maybe try LA out after. Just yeah, get the good I mean, experience it's fun. First.
2: You know, it's fun. There's really pretty <laughs> lesbians. Los Angeles has some beautiful lesbians. They do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm like, they do. Are you a lesbian? You- I'm not. I always oh. say I'm bi-curious, but I have a very specific type in girls. Oh. Like, um, do you watch the real L word? Or not the L, not the real L word, just the L word.
2: You know, I haven't.
1: Um. There's this one actress. Her name Who- is Kate Moyning. Yeah. And that's like my type if I have a girl type. I oh, I they're kind of like a kind of like a feminine we'll feminine masculine lesbian. It's the best way I could describe it. Feminine, masculine, lesbian. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I get it. I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you girl. Yeah. <laughs> but I I never but at Pride didn't find that. <laughs> didn't find it. So
2: oh, okay. And Jen, yeah. are you also straight identified or are you?
0: Yeah, I'm straight.
2: Okay. Um,
0: sometimes I'm like, this kind of sucks. as Straight men fucking suck. But- <laughs> yeah,
2: <they do>. oh. <laughs> so- No, trust me. It's just men in general. All men are fucking monsters. <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> I wish I could pull the plug to the other side. I just like, I have, can't do it.
0: You'll meet it's the like- right person and you'll pull yeah. it. I just feel it in my soul.
1: And my psychics all say I'm marrying a man. So I think that's where I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: He didn't mention a girl. You're like, oh, <laughs> all
1: right. Well, I guess. Yeah, you have to. I, I, I guess mean, this, now this, I have to. <laughs> because yes, I can strike strike. You it, don't have a choice. Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> so you started doing drag 30 years ago.
2: Yeah, that was the other thing about the sisters. I had never in up to that point ever thought about doing drag. I had very limited exposure to drag, really, in Grand Rapids, yeah. Michigan. There weren't that many drag queens. Um, I do remember seeing Odessa Brown, though, who was this like, 450 pound black drag queen who I who did a show at this little club called the carousel and she did that song and I'm telling you I'm not going from dream girls which Mm -hmm. is a classic like drag queen it's an anthem and it's it's Jennifer holiday from um, Broadway and she ends up like falling to the stage and I'm telling you I'm not going pounding the stage and like sobbing and just I remember jumping up and down with my friends screaming and just throwing money at her and just being like, it was like the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. But even that didn't inspire me to ever think, oh, maybe I should do that. Or I should do drag. I, I never wanted to do it. And then one day uh, when I was with some friends at the Midnight Sun, which is a video bar in the Castro uh, it was after work it was the 80s. So we we're in our power ties and we we're drinking two for one cocktails. And the door to the bar flew open and in came this creature that looked like a clown showgirl nun. And she just was so charming and had this big smile on her face. And she seemed to know everybody by name, and including me, (laughs) she came up to me. And I was like, do I know you? And she goes, it's me, Norman. And I go, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm Sister Luscious Lashes. And that was the first time (laughs) that I ever heard of the sisters and that's the way that I got involved in the group. And one day at her house, she's just put me in front of the mirror and she goes, "Show me how to do the white face. And then she said, just paint whatever comes out. And, and boy, was I hooked.
0: Okay. Cause I was it- wondering that because yes, like the makeup. I mean, I feel like that's what you guys are known for, you know? So it's just like, the sisters always have the most extravagant yeah. makeup yeah i was like did they give you like a there wasn't a youtube guide yeah there wasn't <laughs> there was was there no. a youtube in the 80s <laughs> was there
2: dialogue no. no there wasn't and that the sisters are known of course for our our traditional white face and giant eyelashes and very colorful expressive makeup and then a, and then kind of once you can, we can wear whatever we want. We used to wear more traditional habits back in the day. A lot of us did. I did for a very long time. Um, But yeah, you just sort of feel it and have fun with it. It takes a lot of exploration, a lot of trial and error. Um, Some sisters become very, very good at it. And some sisters still have some, a way to go. (laughs) it's, It's really not that important to some sisters. It's interesting that, um, everybody has a different calling and reacts and serves in their ministry differently. There are sisters who are very, everyone is equally important. Like there are people who are very big in the structure of the order. They run for office, they manage the meetings, the money, then take notes, you know, all that stuff. That's not me. I've always been the more uh, the sister on stage, the front person. When I joined the order, actually uh, there had been a huge, uh, interest in the order and they grown to about 40 members and one of the sister boom boom even ran for supervisor but by the time i came along because of hiv and aids and burnout there were really only about five sisters who are still active in san francisco so i joined a really small group of nuns but took off running with it and i started writing a column in a local newspaper and i was on stage at um, pride and Halloween in the Castro. And I hosted parties and nightclubs. So I was quite often people will say, I'm one of the first sisters that they ever met and, uh, watch the order grow from five to hundreds, thousands, probably a thousand sisters around the world. Now wow. you said
1: because of HIV and AIDS, there was only five. Did you, is that because the other sisters had passed away from AIDS
2: yeah we've lost a lot of a lot of sisters from hiv and aids in fact sister bobby campbell was sister florence nightmare she was actually an rn but she was on the cover of newsweek as one of the first people one of the first faces of aids so i mean the whole community was ravaged it was that was really the thing that sold me on the sisters because Mm -hmm. people were so sick and dying and physically emaciated and covered in cancer sores and they people were afraid to touch them you know they lost their jobs they lost their home their housing and their friends and the sisters would seek out these people who quite often would were sitting alone like in the back of a bar you know having a cocktail just alone and we would go up and sit down and have a chat and just ask them how they're doing and check in and sometimes they would say you know can i have a hug? Because no one Ugh. would touch them. And the sisters always said yes. And that's when I knew I'd found the right group.
1: I remember wow. watching a thing on Princess Diana and how she would hug the AIDS patients and it like helped people all over the world be like, you can touch these people. It's okay. They're like everyone else. like they just want to be loved and touched
0: like yeah, there was like these everything. little children too that they did like an interview with and there was this little girl and she was saying like no one will play with me at school oh my god and it was, it was like so devastating you know like yeah oh that was just like such a i feel like that was such a hard time and i mean it sounds like the sisters were doing a ton with aids and hiv and activism and everything so like what else like What are you guys involved in now? I'm assuming still with the
2: same types of activism. Well, we have expanded and we have more members than probably we've ever had before. And with each new member comes a new passion and a new interest. Um, I actually started the Sisters Stop the Violence campaign because there was a rise in hate crimes in 1989. (laughs) And... Uh, we still, I still have that program in place today. We work with the San Francisco Police Department and the Castro community on patrol. We d- designed window placards with a pink triangle that designate a safe place for people to go to if they're being attacked, and we've added a whistle distribution and self-defense self courses. Um, in 2014, I took on Facebook because of their fake name policy um a bunch of drag queens were being shut out of the platform because people were reporting them for using a fake name and um when it happened to me I was I thought oh you know they they know who I am Facebook knows everything they have all my information this is just a mistake (laughs) it's so stupid (laughs) well you know I'm sure they know they probably know what I had for breakfast you know totally so um I I tried to reach them to remedy it and found out that was impossible so I went to Twitter and I said, tell Facebook that their uh, real name, their fake name policy is unfair and discriminatory, and put hashtag my name is Roma. And that tweet went freaking viral. And before I knew it, I was like on BBC and NBC, and uh, CBS was the first station that actually covered it. And we were having meetings with Facebook and a bunch of other community activists Alex Yuen and Heclina, drag queens, drag kings, burlesque performers. People who need to use identities that are not necessarily provable with a legal ID. Um, and then the letters started to come from people all over the world who were domestic violence survivors, women who had to protect their identity for their safety and the stories that people were sending me. And then of course, the trans community who mm-hmm. have fought their entire lives to be their authentic selves. And Facebook was telling them that they that they couldn't be who they were, are and that Facebook is, whether we like it or not, a really important tool, especially for people in marginalized communities to to build community and keep in touch and help each other out. So it turned into a huge national, international movement. And um, we got some progress with Facebook and they changed their policies. They rearranged the order that you can complain. And they also put new ways to, to um protest if your name is reported and to prove your identity. So that was pretty cool. But we, you know, we work for breast cancer and LGBT youth and trans issues are super important. The sisters have been advocates for the trans community long before pose or, you know, from the very beginning, actually. So we just really, if there's a cause or something that needs to be fixed, we work with people who live outside. We've worked with people in drug rehabilitation. Um, everything really there there really isn't anybody who can come to us to be like we need a little help and there isn't somebody who's going to be like oh you know no, I don't think so like we're going to do it if we can do it
1: right that's amazing yeah. like someone someone everywhere has somewhere to go with you guys it seems like no matter what they have somewhere to turn yeah. which isn't everywhere so at least yeah. they have a safe place to go with you guys which is amazing
2: thank you I, I I'm glad I'm glad that you said that that's a nice way to put it Yeah. I mean,
1: look at even Family Karma. I don't know if you watch it on Bravo, but there's one of the couples, um, they just got engaged and it was the first gay couple on the show. And after they had a a celebration for their engagement and the fiance got attacked right Mm -hmm. after for being gay and celebrating this celebration and he just got attacked for it. So like, wait, this, I need
2: to catch up. Like, was he physically yes. attacked? Um, I'm, yes, I got, physically
1: I, attacked. Um, It was, that's, I'm pretty positive. And this is they talked about
0: 2021 Watch- in 20- Miami, like in Miami, like yes. there like, in Alabama. Um,
1: they had just shown it on the show, like how they just got engaged. I was bawling the whole episode, right. like, and apparently his fiance, I believe his name's Jonathan. I can't remember, but they were. He, I just
0: know it's It's Amrit. It's,
1: um, that's yeah. So, but it, it's onward fiance, Beyonce, And yeah. he got attacked, um, after celebrating his engagement for, it was well, um, a gay hate crime. And Andy Cohen was actually talking about it on watch what happens live as well. And I was like, this is still happening. And to someone who's like a public figure now as well, like you just never know. So it's like, to have this outlet for anyone to go somewhere and like turn to you guys is just so amazing because this stuff is still happening. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that that's one of the reasons that we've, we've been around for over 40 years because it continues to happen. Yeah. There is always a new fight. There's always a new cause. We've always, we stood up and fought for the right to marry, which, you know, we got that achievement through the Supreme court, Mm -hmm. the right to serve. Um, fought in the early years against discrimination and housing and jobs and it just continues there's always new things and physical violence is is a reality and over the last you know the 40 number 45 that guy that wasn't around for too long and is still sort of here really uh, embolden people who are filled with hate to express themselves and to act out. I mean, we've seen a rise in hate crimes and it's really shocking and and sad. It is.
1: It's very scary. And I I remember in college, I did a story, we had Trans Awareness Week and they were talking about the crime in the trans community, especially with um, Black trans women. It's It's astronomical how high it is. And It just was like, it was nice just to be able to talk to people in the community because I'm like, wow, it really opens my eyes to what you guys have to go through, like on a daily basis that a lot of us wouldn't know if we weren't talking to someone or anything like that. So
2: yeah, definitely. So so proud of the trans community, Uh, the steps, the progress, the visibility that they have made and continue to make. We have the world's first transgender cultural district here in San Francisco that was One of the co-founders is my dear friend, Honey Mahogany, who is an inspiration. She was a a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race uh, in season five, but we were friends uh, long before that and um, we continue to be dear friends, but she is now uh, in works in city hall in government and um, uh, the the trans community here. I've been involved. I've been a host and a speaker at the Trans Day of Visibility and the Trans Day of Remembrance, which directly addresses the the women the trans people who were killed over the past year and it's the numbers are staggering it's it's dangerous all over the world for trans people
1: do you think people get confused with trans and drag queens a lot
2: they do you know there's still a lot of education to be done it's mm-hmm. just really hard for people to understand that there's a difference between gender and gender expression and sexuality and sexual orientation and they just think that any, some people think that anybody that they see who is presenting female is probably just a drag queen or a faggot. Yeah. You know, they don't want to know. They don't care to know. But that's one of the reasons that the, that it's important to come out and be very honest and visible as long as you feel safe within your community, your family, your friends, it's challenging, but it was also something that the queer community had to do in the '70s. Harvey Milk, who was the first uh, elected official in City Hall and the mayor of Castro Street, who was famously assassin- assassinated by Dan White, um, he his motto was "Come out, come out, come out." You know, was that that's did
1: you- Sean play- penn Pen?
2: play
1: yeah. him in milk, a movie. Milk, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: okay, okay. I was like, I know that sounds familiar. Yes, girl, Sean
1: Penn. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, it's, it's a great movie. It's a really good movie. He was a, a, just an amazing, inspiring person. And, and you know, there's a the airport, San Francisco Airport, has a terminal. I was just gonna say that. I always yes.
0: fly out of that terminal. Terminal.
2: Yes. So yeah. that again, it demonstrates the power of the the LGBTQ plus uh, community here in the Bay Area. It's really impressive.
0: And RuPaul's we are pretty drag, impressive. RuPaul's are you a lesbian? Race. No. In, no. Oh. <laughs> Just an ally. The, the okay. Bay Area is impressive.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, well that's what so people forget that LGBTQAI, the A stands for ally. And uh, okay. I, I thought it was asexual. Well, it's, there's AAII, like, you know, you can add. Blah, there's blah, blah. a lot of, okay. A lot. A- yeah. Because I mean, we'll we identify
1: as asexual, actually, a lot of the time, to be honest we yeah,
2: thought that's ha- what we were. Out, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> mostly like, am. <laughs> but either but way, I'm the A. It's really important to remember that we, the, the, uh, support of our allies, it was women who, who really stood up and stood by the queer community, especially during the AIDS crisis nurses in particular, who took care of us. And, uh, Nobody can get anywhere by themselves. Everybody needs to have allies from all corners. So, mm-hmm. it's, a, you know, thank you for your allyship. You're I appreciate you. So
0: welcome. Do you think <laughs> thanks RuPaul's for having me. Drag Race, I feel
1: like RuPaul's Drag Race has like totally transformed like the drag community in a sense, like they've really put it on the map for like mainstream media to oh, because they're winning Emmys left and right.
2: I know all the time. It's insane.
1: My friend from high school actually was one of the producers on the show. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're like an Emmy award winner. This is (laughs) crazy. Like, and, but it's, I think it's a really good show. Like it's, did, do you love it being a drag queen yourself? Like.
2: I do love it. I I've watched it from the beginning and it had that when it was on logo, it had that really like low, you know, definition, fuzzy quality and such a like a homespun charm to it. It was really just a brand new experiment. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody had any idea that it would blow up and become what it is today. I mean, it's, it's absolutely huge. It drag race and RuPaul brought drag into people's livings, living rooms. Like you, mm-hmm. we, people embrace it and and anticipate it every week and watch it. And well, now you can binge it. But I mean, you know, it's, it was like, the things that 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 show has done for drag but also for um trans people for people of color for gender non-conforming for gender fluid for all of that it's it's really remarkable and it's been so encouraging to see and i i'm a big fan i love it i host a viewing party every every season with honey mahogany again she and i've been doing it (laughs) i know
0: well (laughs) she looks rolls off your tongue she looks like
2: honey i mean she is one of the most beautiful people that i've ever seen she's trans uh identified but um just mahogany colored skin and just gorgeous prettier than almost any other girl i've ever seen on the show for sure
1: what's like the average um drag makeup time it takes like how long does it take to get into
0: character?
2: So, from just plain old me rolling out of bed to out the door, as Roma takes three hours.
0: Okay, I so that's same. Stand. Okay, same. <laughs> like
1: that's okay, okay. it takes okay. me to get ready. Like shower to yeah, out the door. Yeah. Like okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, know, I'm mean, f- i sure people saw me right now or like on a typical day, I have a little bit of makeup on right now. They would probably be like, hey, you're a
2: different person, you know, 100 oh,
1: like, percent compared to when I'm fully done up. Like and right. when I'm just regular old me, like it's a night and day difference.
2: Well, makeup <laughs> right. is amazing that way. I mean, you can really decide to take it as far as you want. You both look beautiful to me right now. But I understand what you say. Minutes. You're wearing. You, I can see. I could just imagine a beat on both your faces and goddesses. Like i have way you know, different.
1: Yes, <clears throat> but I enjoy the getting ready process and like looking like a different human when I'm done. Well, like it I depends. Don't look like if I like feel I, like
0: I have to, then I don't enjoy it, and I'm like, oh, this is taking forever. But like, yes. if it's like I'm gonna have like a nice night out, I am going to get. A thousand free drinks, like I'm gonna live yes. my fucking life and look my Then best I'm like, doing yeah, it. I'm like, I feel Ooh, better maybe I'll about do a myself. cut crease. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've had guys say to me,
1: like, oh, it, you're probably barely wearing makeup at all right now. I'm like, oh, you have no idea. I am totally covered.
2: <laughs> I have no
1: clue what's under here.
2: <laughs> but it is fun. And it's also sort of it can be a meditative experience when you're a sister. A lot of sisters like to take that time while they get ready to manifest what they call it. And you oh, sort of call ooh. on your sister spirit and you remember the events that you're getting ready for. If you're going to a protest or if you're going to a, a gala or a fundraiser or you're going to be of service to serve meals at Christmas or Thanksgiving to people who live in the street. You think about all the things that you're preparing to do and um, try not to, to focus too much on the precision of the The look, because I have a tendency to do that. I Mm very, I sit there and I'll get close to the mirror and I'm like, girl, you're pushing a fucking pixel. You know, (laughs) you're going to Tenderloin Tessie's holiday dinners. The event is not called. Look how pretty Roma's makeup is, you know? So like, calm down. It's not all about you, but um, that's my battle. That's one of the things I fight with the most because it's like the eyebrows are sisters, not twins. Let it go. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Never. Yeah, but you guys have things. See, you guys dress up for good reason. We just like Jennifer we said, dress, dress up for free up drinks.
0: <laughs> thought and plot. So.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, you know, hopefully one day we can dress up for good reasons as well. Oh, yeah. Please, I would love to I do that. I would
2: love to invite you to come to one of one of our events when we're back doing more in live in-person stuff. We, would we have to love come out together. We'd have I've so much never fun. been to a yes. drag
1: show. Nothing. Like I would love to do something like that.
2: I've never been to a drag no, show. No,
1: only TV. I've only seen it on TV. Never okay, been to one I
2: am leaving. That <laughs> is, are you kidding? Jennifer, you have, right? I have. I no. live I in San Francisco. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Not here. I thought LA it was a little fun, but guess it's not. I mean, but no, like It I've is never... in its
0: own way. Like, you know, like. Yeah, just not. I feel like going out. Right? Yeah.
2: Totally different vibe. I used to really have that whole like San Francisco, LA, like battle thing in my mind where I was like, Oh, I hate it. It's so pretentious, blah, blah, blah. And then of course, over the years, the more that I went down there, I would go for gigs and I'd like, I think I'll stay an extra day. And I have a bunch of friends down there now. And I'm like, I love it. It's fun.
0: I would love to go to a drag show. I will come up to San Francisco just to go to one. Wow, sure. that's crazy because I've been begging her to come up here for <laughs> like two years and she won't come. And then you say drag show and then she comes. So that's just wild well, to me. Well,
1: yeah, it's for a good cause. Okay.
2: Oh, oh am I, I am not a good a- enough cause for you? Is how a do you two not know? How do you know each other?
0: I used to live down in LA. And we have a mutual friend that I Mm -hmm. grew up with that introduced us. And then we just like.
1: And she was like, you guys are going to love each other. We met for the first time in Vegas at her 21st birthday. And I complimented Jennifer on her shoes. And she was like, I know I like her
0: ever since she complimented (laughs) me on my shoes. (laughs) My love language is words of affirmation and gifts. So and Katie did give me these like shorts from Sheen that are really cute. And it really made me like her a lot more. Yeah. (laughs) sheen shorts they're probably like five dollars but it's the thought that counts and <laughs> i appreciate is. that i received that love that you gave to me she is like oh
2: a- god people are always like how do you do it how do you find the energy what keeps you going i'm like i thrive on coffee and attention
1: <laughs> yes yes <Same. laughs>
2: So you know, just does... tell me
0: I look good. It's really all I need. Yeah. And can throw in a little tequila, a little anejo. <laughs> yeah, I am good. All good. I don't, I don't even need a drink. Just give me your attention. That's yeah. really all I need. So you're not just a
1: drag queen, but you're also involved in the adult entertainment industry as well. Yeah, let's, get, let's get let's down get into to that.
2: Oh, you guys want to know about the dirty stuff? Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. So, so what do you um... do in that? arena. We'll just (laughs) let you take it from
0: here.
2: You just tell us. Uh, In my travels as a drag queen, I I, I ran into my friend, uh, Michael Ewens, who was also known as Chante Bouvier. I was a host at the VIP room at a nightclub in downtown San Francisco. And Chante had just moved to San Francisco with Falcon Studios, which is the largest number one brand of gay adult porn. And Uh, was standing against the wall alone in the VIP room. And I just walked by and she was, she was dressed like Wonder Woman. So I like held up my wrists, you know, like I had the gold bracelets on. I go, you get it girl. And (laughs) we have been friends for almost 30 years, but through Shantae, I met Shishi LaRue, who is one of the biggest gay porn directors and world famous drag queens in the world. Um, She's a mogul. She had her own company, She's done everything, you know, movies, videos. I mean, like, she's really big time. And <clears throat> the three of us became very close, and then they introduced me to Steven Scarborough, who was the owner of a company called Hot House. And I started to do freelance graphics for Hot House Entertainment. So that was my introduction into porn. I really owe it all to my friend Shantae and Shishi. And um, I started to do graphics for them and then. They made me the art director, and then I started to do a talk show called the Tim and Roma show with Tim Valenti at Naked Sword, and Falcon started to buy everybody up, and today we are known as Falcon Naked Sword, and I am the creative director for all of the brands, so I've worked in porn for like over 20 years.
1: What does a creative director in porn do, like do you come up with like the shots? Or like, is that a director?
2: (laughs) Well, I work in post-production. So I'm in charge of the art department, but I'm also in charge of programming and basically the look and feel of all of our brands and everything that we put out and what we represent One of the things that I've been really happy to do over the years is is merge my work as a sister with my work in the adult industry. I've always felt like the drag queens and football players or drag queens and porn stars are the cheerleaders and the football players of the queer community. And being a sister, we always have a very sex positive message, and all of the studios that I worked for were always condom only. So we really had a message about safe sex and protection. So those two worlds merged very nicely. And I would get products and models to volunteer at our events and pretty boys bring crowds and you know, drag queen. It's like the whole thing just works perfectly. And during COVID I've, we were excited to do public service announcements about mask wearing and testing and all sorts of stuff to keep our community safe and healthy, but also provide all kinds of good titillating material to keep them busy. And girl, during COVID, people were busy because they were at home (laughs) and they were on their computer and business was booming.
1: Well, it sounds like there's a lot of positive to the side, to this adult entertainment industry, but is there any negative?
2: Well, we're a really professional company, so the people who come to us are aware of of what they're signing up for. We would okay. never do any kind of, we don't overly um, recruit, we don't have to really. And yeah. when you talk to somebody who's interested about doing porn, when I I'm always make sure and be really honest with them and let them know that nothing is going to remain a secret. Like if you can't be honest with your family and your friends and your partner, Mm -hmm. if you think that you're going to have a job or a career one day that involves children, this is not for you. Like people do not take, and I tell this to everybody, kids I talk to, I'm like, anytime you have a naked picture of yourself and you share it with somebody, it's not just for them. And if people take pictures or videos of you, it will be seen. You know, Mm -hmm. you just have to—you have to be aware of that, and you have to really consider all of the possibilities. Sometimes young people approach me like, "I think I want to do porn." I'm like, "Well, are you in school? You know, like, have you thought about going to school? Maybe you should finish school because we're gonna be here. We've been around for 50 years. We're not going anywhere. You know, get your education. Think about it. Take some time. I'm really cautious about uh, bringing people into the business, but once they're here, uh, we have really an interesting, interesting community of professionals and performers on both sides of the camera, and it can be at times a really insane, dysfunctional family. But there's also <laughs> a, a lot of love and a lot of fun. It's it, people probably think it's more fun than it is, but it is a lot of fun.
1: It, do you think it differs <clears throat> than like the straight sex, like in that sense? Porn? Yeah, straight is that porn. The word you're looking it's, for? Yeah, yes. <laughs> differs from
2: yeah. straight porn. Straight sex. Say it, Katie.
1: Because Say it. I feel like I hear, like, I know I hear so many dark sides to straight porn and yeah. stuff like that. And this seems more like a fun loving community.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the like, straight side is so much bigger and there's okay. just so many different players and there's going to be a lot of people that you just can't trust and people who are real seamy and cruddy. And <clears throat> there'll be people who get into it for the wrong reasons. We're lucky that our community is smaller and mm-hmm. uh, the industry is smaller we all know each other, we all work very closely together and we throw fabulous events we have our award shows. Our top notch and i'm really lucky to be able to work the red carpet as a host for a lot of those events or a presenter and um, it's it's really fun.
0: So like, this is on exciting. the, on the like, <laughs> gay porn side, would you say like, you're like, you're able to have a longer standing career?
2: Well, you know, yeah, because, um, daddies are such a big thing now, you know, the people there, <laughs> there's really something for everybody on all sides everywhere. If no matter what you look like or what you're into or what you think about yourself, there's somebody out there who's attracted to you. Trust me everybody has something that's attractive about them and there's hardly a fetish that somebody isn't going to be into. I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes. like yeah. I went to
0: school with this one girl that got into porn and it was very short-lived. She was not very good. Yes. Obviously I looked up her content, but like, you know, it wasn't very good. There was no one that fetishized that. So, you know, it is, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it is what it is.
1: I've had friends that gone to porn from high school and, but she was into drugs, so she was feeling her drug habits.
0: So right. that's okay. why I, that was a dark side that I was kind of like, okay, there was that. So you, had, you had a very specific thing in mind. that, we, yeah, yes, for sure, because <laughs>
1: of just per- personal I, and I haven't had contact with her in years, but I just know her sister telling me about it. And then, of course, like you said, everyone's going to see it because, of course, everyone from our high school was like sending it to each other and things like that. So people are going to
0: see it like yeah. they're going to. And I'm
2: not I'm never would pretend to sit here and be like, Oh, of course there are no drugs. And they don't give me, I mean, yes. there's, you know, there's drugs everywhere from wall street to, to mm-hmm. fucking oh, main yeah. street girls. So there are some people who are just living wild, this, this crazy, I'm a sex worker, you know, I'm, I'm an outlaw, you know, they just go batshit crazy and b- drugs are a slippery slope. It's very easy to lose control and lose yourself to any drug really so it can be really sad and really and we suffer through that we've lost performers to accidental overdoses or suicide you know it's it's a reality it's just a reality of life i wouldn't say that there's a uh, i wish there was a way to fix it but
0: yeah 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 my mom always told me that like it's a slippery slope and so i was afraid to even like were you thinking of getting into porn no, no, I mean, drugs. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she felt the same way about porn. I don't know. She never had and a it was like, like a porn. Wait, were you talk thinking of me. getting into that? <laughs> she was like, Yeah, if you like drink like two sips of wine, like you're going to be fucked up and you're going to like get kidnapped. And I'd be like, Oh my God. So then I got to college and they were like, Do you want to take shots? And I was like, I guess. Like, and so I like went to the bathroom and like just sipped on mine because I was like, I'm so scared I'm going to die. Jennifer but didn't now want to take
1: I'm, pain meds after her surgery. She's no. like, I just don't think, I don't want to get addicted. I'm like, you've been on it for two days. Right. Wait. So I just stopped cold turkey.
0: But yeah, it didn't right. help that some girl came up to me and Katie and asked me for my Percocets. So I was just like, okay, this is a sign that like yes. clearly I don't want to be taking Percocets. While she was chugging a bottle of <laughs> While she was chugging a bottle of wine. And I'm like, bitch, I'm the one that just had the surgery. Like, how are you going to take my Percocets?
1: She's like, didn't bring him with me this time. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like, so sorry,
0: girl. I'm <laughs> you sure probably could have sold him next time. I know. I was thinking I about know. that. But then I was like, ah, <laughs> like, do I want to add drug dealer to my <laughs> repertoire? Like, I'm not really sure.
1: <laughs> do you have any favorite uh, movies that you've worked on?
2: I really love stories. Like, I mean, you clips on porn to Pornhub, whatever, are super popular. Where it's just people fucking huh. and some people can get off just watching a dick go into a hole or a, whatever they're into I need more like to me sex and anything sensuous and flirtatious it has to be in my head first so I need to know why they're there I need some dialogue okay. I need some story I need some setup I want to know what's happening how are they what is he the boss is this a, is he a doctor like what's happening I need more. So I like your
1: childhood trauma. Like, yeah, I assumed everyone just kind of fast forwarded. Like, oh, a lot of people do. A
2: lot of people really do. And and we know that. So we do some movies. They're called all sex movies. And it's just like, here it is. Like, let them go. But then we do story movies that are quite um, epic. Like we go on wonderful locations. We travel around the world. One of the movies we did called Paris Perfect. I'm actually in in drag in front of the Eiffel tower. We shot a scene at the Eiffel tower and it's a whole story about this guy who has a doppelganger and he goes to Paris and it's just, it's such a good movie. It was really, really fun.
0: I mean, if if you need any like set assistance or anything for any (laughs) of these trips, like Katie and I are very free. Like we have all the time in the world. I remember someone used to tell to me
1: to do makeup for porn because I have a heavy hand and I like, uh, like I, I like doing a heavier makeup look. And so she, this girl who's a makeup artist, she's like, I used to do porn makeup. And she's like, that's like the best area to do, um, yeah. that kind of makeup in.
2: Yeah. Um, talk about transformation. Those girls really beat a mug. It's, was, it's what, gorgeous.
1: Was there an Eiffel tower scene in the Eiffel tower movie? Ooh. <laughs>
2: There was a, it's uh naked sword was a naked sword movie. And there was, there's this epic, like five way in it. That is just so hot. It's really, it's super good. But then we also did this one that was a takeoff on a reality show. Okay. It was a take, remember the simple life with Paris and Nicole. Yeah. Do remember?
1: <laughs> it was, I was a such a fan i literally went yes. to the town fair and got i won a poster from the simple life like i was obsessed. i made
0: like the simple life a personality trait oh same and especially for Kers years Hilton yes
1: has a size 11 foot and so do i so i was like oh my god like just love her so much
2: <laughs> okay well we did a movie called the gay simple life and we took two of our stars literally to iowa and they, they did. They oh, did a cooking challenge where they ended up having sex in this kitchen, but they had to make cupcakes. So they did a, <laughs> a fishing challenge. They did a truck, big rig truck driving challenge. It was and they were hilarious. Uh, this Josh, sounds, okay. this sounds exclusive. Good. Josh Moore and Calvin Banks were like our prissy little, you know, suburban major porn stars and they get thrown into this community. It's so good. And then the last challenge was a drag challenge and they got put in drag for the first time and put on a show. <clears throat> it's one of that the best porn really movies in the like history of porn. I, I would watch be it for the so story.
0: stressed out with these challenges. I would not be able to perform sexually. <laughs> like they I would just through. be like, I need like a second. Like I'm so anxious right now. I need a second.
1: I can't do it. I just made cupcakes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, it's too much <laughs> for today. We are gonna try tomorrow. Just made too many cupcakes. Um, Wait. So you've been on Watch What Happens Live, right?
2: Yes. I okay. Have. That's
0: what we really. We want were to know emailing about. Sister Roma, and she just casually drops in there, like, "Yeah, I've been on Watch What Happens Live," and I we're was like, like, "What? Are, our are life you kidding goal? me?
1: Literally, our life goal <laughs> is to be the bartender on
0: Watch What Happens Live, <laughs> right?
2: So like,
1: how did you get that, and what was it like?
2: I've been watching Bravo since it started, and was always tweeting and talking about the shows and stuff like that. And then when Andy started to, I, I sort of learned who Andy Cohen was and I used to add him and stuff. And we sort of had this rapport on Twitter Mm -hmm. and this was like in 2013. So a long, you know, quite a while ago now. And, um, he was coming to San Francisco to be at this really ritzy, fancy fundraiser. And he was a special host of the like $10,000 a plate meal that was upstairs at this, this big location. So of course I was like, well, I would love to come. And I was like, it's we'd love to have you. And I'm all like, Andy, I'm going to be there. So I find this cater waiter who of course is gay, who snuck me up the back stairs to the expensive dinner where I was not invited. I was just at the, you know, okay. the main thing downstairs. <laughs> So he sneaks me upstairs and I'm standing there and I can see Andy sitting at this table. Right. And he looks over at me and he goes, Roma, like he mouths the words Roma. And I go, yes. And he goes like, he goes one minute, holds up his finger and he finished his conversation and he jumped up and he ran over to me and he goes, hold on a second. I got to take a piss. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, he is as real as he appears on TV. This is my kind of guy. Like for him to just yes. come up and say that to me, I was like, this is everything that I needed. <laughs> I was like, he's genuine. He's wonderful. And we had he a great- knew who
1: I was. He got, I feel seen. <laughs> he knew he yes. could
2: confide in me, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> so he went and did his business, came back. We had a great conversation. We hung out through the night. I did a little interview for him for this magazine that I wrote for and um, he was like, if you ever come to New York, let me know and I'll get you tickets to the show. So sure enough, I was coming to do some gigs and I, so I dropped an email, uh, I dropped a Twitter and he sent me the email to the uh, entertainment company that produces the show and said, I'll get you tickets. And so I told him when I the exact dates, I was going to be there. And they came back and they said, we'd like you to be the guest bartender. And I was, I, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I was like one of the first drag queens to be an actual guest bartender and watch what happens live. So oh, I went there and they're like, We think you're really going to like the, the guest. We're not going to tell you who it is. So I get there and it's RuPaul.
1: Oh my God. Who
2: what I knew show. casually. So yeah. that was really fun. And the most beautiful Miss America in the history of the pageant, the one, the only Vanessa Williams. Yeah. Oh my
1: God. She's gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. So beautiful. Gorgeous. And,
2: so sweet like the nicest makes it, it was even a, better when they're nice yeah thank <laughs> god right so mm-hmm. it was a really fun show and and andy and i have kept in touch we're very friendly um i have been a guest back on to see the show not on the show but i've gone to be in the audience when i'm in new york i can always arrange tickets so he's That's
1: amazing yeah it <laughs> was really
2: like really fun and super dream. casual like you go there so everybody goes and they it's a small audience Mm -hmm. And you're sitting in this out out the seating area, like it's like a lounge, literally a lounge with a bar and they give you free drinks. They want you to drink so that you're lively and rowdy when you get in there.
0: The actual audience. Okay. I was wondering that because I was like, okay, it seems like everyone gets fucked up, but I like, wasn't sure if it was just an act.
2: Oh no, they're hammered. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Because
1: I wow. did see in the audience, I don't know, it was like this week or something. Like I could see some of their drinks and they were drinking lover boy, I think. And I was like, oh, are they actually drinking the audience too? So I wasn't sure. Like, and do the bartenders actually make the drinks for the guest or. Yeah. Okay, they, have, so- they have a
2: bartender at the bar and everything. So you, you go anywhere and you're all drinking and then they bring you in and they have showrunners who get you seated And sometimes they'll move you around depending on the camera position and stuff. And then there's somebody, you know, whenever you go to a live taping show, there's always that person who like is, is our job is to get people excited and rowdy and to cue you. Mm -hmm. And there's that person. And then the clubhouse is so cute, but it's really tiny
1: it seems pretty tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: And you're, but you're like in it. Cause it's just such a small place. I mean, they did that when I went, it was really, really small, but they've gotten a little bit bigger studio now within the the lounge outside is bigger. The studio itself is bigger. The offices, I mean, it's become so popular. It's you know, the, everything's bigger, I'm sure on the show. Um, but it's still pretty intimate. So it's fun to, it's a really fun experience.
1: Ugh. I want to go one day. That's really just I know. That's all I need in life. Literally my dream. Even if I can't be a bartender, I would love to be in the studio audience. But like actually there, not like virtually.
0: Right. Yeah. The yeah. virtual stuff like, looks like it sucks.
1: Yeah. It's Ugh. just kind of like, a, like I get why
0: they had to do it, but I'll wait. Yeah. For I it mean, obviously, yeah, I yeah. get it. But yeah, yeah. N- no, yeah. I'll wait no. for no. the in-person not the for same. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be so, fucked up in the clubhouse. Exactly. Breathing the same air as Andy. Everything I would die. Like,
1: what are your favorite Bravo shows? We could do of all time and on right now.
2: Well, so there are shows that I love and shows that I love to hate.
1: Okay, which ones?
2: And you mentioned uh family karma, yes, which is my current favorite uh show surrounding a family or group of people that I actually love like,
1: because yes,
2: because these people have redeeming qualities right? They're, yes. they're, they're it's not a great only, show. They're very likable, but they're not like monsters like right. the Shahs.
1: No, no. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> oh, my God. Reza, very, it's, Reza it's, it's will nice tear you difference. apart.
0: Yeah. He like doesn't give a fuck. Like, it doesn't and, matter. like
1: Mike is just such a piece of shit. Like he oh, just doesn't God. can't like keep his pecker in his pants for I'm, one girl God. ever. I he, sit there
2: and I think are these the worst people on TV until I see Southern Charm? And then I'm like, no, these are the worst people on TV. Uh, Yeah, They're just so gross and just like pointless. (laughs) Really? I'm sorry. I'm I'm sure that all of these people are wonderful, but I'm talking about what I see on TV. Let me be clear. I'm judging them on the edit, the edit and the show that's presented.
0: But like, also you still had to say those things. Like you still even off the show, like you can't tell me that. You know, Shep isn't like a pretentious asshole. You know, like, I mean it's yeah, he just has to be, you right. know.
1: And so, like family karma, there's still drama, but they're not hateful people.
2: Yeah, I don't think I've seen you know? anybody throw anything yet. No. Or, and there's their, their still parents, drama, I love their parents. Love their them. parents are still. That's so what makes cute. the show. <laughs> yes. Right. I think so too. Um, but then i have you know watch vanderpump rules and i'm like oh my god these people are so vapid and just gross and self-centered and awful mm-hmm. and non-trustworthy and disgusting how but are I they was friends e-
1: with each other like that's uh, i'm like w- these are people you want to be friends with as your core group well and like so when it likes. first
2: started i was totally hooked on it because i adore yes. lisa vanderpump she's my favorite og housewife of all time i've met her she mm-hmm. was really sweet she smelled super good um <clears throat> but i made a point of going to sir and our server my server was uh, Kristen.
1: Same. That's. I was like, my "Oh my server. god, you
2: really work oh, here." I just had <laughs> Peter. Oh, oh Peter really?
1: DMs me.
0: Peter, DMs- the
2: manager guy with the Yeah, brand- yeah. he yeah. DMs you. Girl, he he in there. And he, and he, and he was like, "Do you
0: want no, to go to the some beach? of the, the pictures?" Like, he sends her. I'm like, "Did you think
2: this was cute, Peter?" <laughs>
0: like,
1: was Listen like, here, COVID. Pete. Sorry. It's a no. He can't go to the Oh beach my today. god,
2: he is totally trying it.
1: Yeah. And he, he said, I think, um, slide into my DMS anytime, like in some interview. And I was like, well, you're already sliding into mine. So fun fact.
2: (laughs) But so then I think they, maybe they're the worst people on Bravo, but then I start watching the housewives, which are my (laughs) other favorites. And I'm like, Oh my God, New York, New York needs to just slow down girls. Like they're 60.
0: And Sonia is drunk. Amazing though, I feel like I Sonia, love Like is entertaining to me. Like yes, she's a train wreck, but like I fucking love it. Like I can't turn Who, away. Which one? Sonia.
2: Sonia is a different story. Yes, she's but like then there's like a queen. Ramona. Ramona, and I'm just Woo!
0: like. Are you fucking kidding me, Ramona? Like, you can't possibly. And it's just like, I feel like at this point in her life, there's no hope for her. Like, it's
2: time to throw the whole person Last away. night's
1: episode was like, <laughs> totally. we were texting each other. And I was like, I, I can't watch the scene. It's a little difficult.
2: And I'm so glad that they're finally being revealed for the Republican racist bullshit, like elitist people that they are. Because, I mean, we all sort of knew it. Yeah, but, but we didn't like, have evidence. Right. But now, honey, Ebony's bringing it out. It's She's got receipts. It's like, ugh, I can't. And then I'm looking at Andy. I'm like, how can you sit there and talk to these people and be friends with them, knowing that they support a political party and ideologies and laws and everything that completely uh, don't give a shit about our community? In fact, they are trying to take rights away from our community.
1: I think right. a lot of the housewives are uh, right-leaning to be in every in every franchise
2: yeah i'm sure because i mean because it's all about money right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah well i will give that to
0: andy because i feel like in that situation and don't get me wrong andy like i probably could do your job just in case you were wondering if you're listening to this like yes i could do it and do it very well if you wanted to hire me but like i feel like there's definitely situations where i wouldn't be able to sit there and be like are you fucking kidding me like no, that you are wrong, but, but he's, he's always good at putting able people to- in
1: their place too and calling totally. them out on their bullshit. Yeah, but he, as a moderator, you have to do yeah. that. You have to play devil's advocate and really call both sides out on their bullshit, sort of a thing. So he yeah. does do a good. Job. I mean, I guess that's why he's had his job for how long.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, as- no, he's yeah, he's. I gotta hand it to him. He is good at what he does, and he has an eye for it. He knows who's going to be good TV. <clears throat> exactly.
1: I mean, obviously, there's the hit and misses, but you gotta take a chance with people. my favorite
2: housewife of all time is Lisa Vanderpump.
1: Okay. So were you bummed to see her go on Beverly Hills?
2: Yeah, totally. Okay. It just doesn't feel the same. It does. Although it, although it's still I like one of my her on favorite. Vanderpump
1: better. I think like, I feel like this is her show. She's so witty. She's so funny. And I don't know if the last season she got a bad edit or what it was, but she wasn't mes- meshing with the girls as well.
2: No, do they all—they
1: were trying to get her off.
2: I feel like they were definitely conspiring against her, and it was okay. just—and it plus it has to do with editing. They can make us fall in love with the housewife one season and just loathe them the next.
1: Exactly, <laughs> I because I'm like they're the same person. So why do I hate them this season and I love them this next season?
0: Yeah, right. and so I, you like if you're versa. watching Beverly Hills right now, if any of you are watching Beverly Hills, like it is not the same. Like it is just so fucking boring. I mean, obviously we had like but the Tom Erica Girardi yeah, stint yes. stealing money from orphans and burn victims, which I mean, not thank God, but like Thank God he's doing that to give us some drama. Sorry for those of you that were a victim of Tom. Like I, I don't not thank God
2: for that. Like just thank God. But it is for the, the only interesting thing that's happening, it, right? And Kathy yeah.
0: Hilton is the gift
1: that keeps on giving. Cap- thank oh God. my God!
2: I'm obsessed. Yeah, where has with her? she been? Right?
1: God, she is for- like she doesn't even try, and she's just that bitch. But like she's so good.
2: Is she? Sometimes you got to catch her. She gives me a little Caitlyn Jenner vibe. Do you
1: look wise?
2: It's just, it's something about the way she talks and moves once Um, in a while. It could
1: also be her new fake teeth that she got because I've noticed she's gotten and So I feel like she has like this kind of, Mouth now. Do I you know wish I could see about? Katie's face right now. <laughs> but like, if you look, because I know that's not what she used to look like, so I can kind of see like what you're saying in a sense. Like, well, I've just, she, she probably was veneers. like, I'm,
2: if I'm going to go on this show, I'm going to get a whole rehaul, and she's got all the money yeah. in the oh, world, sure. so it's like, oh, go for she, it. Like, I'm pretty sure not. she got
1: a facelift. It looks like all the, I mean, they all yeah. do. You know, yes,
2: they, and you can tell. It's so funny to watch the old seasons because oh, you're like, girl, the 100%. glow up is real for these women.
1: Every fucking housewife from every i'm like you guys were rich before so did you just need the fame to like have? they needed to see themselves
2: on tv maybe yeah because holy
1: fuck and then the bitches who always are like it's contour like melissa gorga said her nose job was contour for the longest time okay melissa you had a honker
0: like that's not contour
1: no i i fuck i like the ones that are real like how like dolores Owns her shit and love she like her. love her. She's like, I've gotten my vag done, my butt done, my lipo here, this done, new face. Like she just lists it all, and I'm like, thank you. you and look she looks gorgeous. She is look, gorgeous. She looks yes. so good. Yeah, she's I like, wonder today. who
0: she's going to. I don't think it's Bill. She goes Aiden. to a
1: couple <clears throat> different doctors. Oh. She was saying today, and she drives or she goes to like Virginia for one of them.
2: I think so. the best thing about Melissa is Joe
1: oh yes. the new jersey house husbands oh, i feel like hot. bring it like because they're kind of the only franchise with husbands do you notice
2: that <laughs> yeah well okay. except for the potom the P- potomac oh well husbands, we can't really count all gross. of them like
0: ray has one foot in the grave so i don't know if <laughs> don't karen really say that has karen's, karen's, karen's <laughs> not karen's gonna, gonna, be gonna come, come after happy with that you that wishing comment. death on my husband yeah. no karen he's basically dead so no has one has to wish relationships. There.
2: And then there's the other old dead gay one who who like which just one? had a baby that, that that keeps grabbing the the cameraman's butt and oh, accused. Oh, Michael like, Darby. <laughs> yes, I'm like just either come out or you know like please. he's
1: obsessed with Juan. Like it's which so I get. Juan weird. is attractive, but he's always like
0: Juan is hot. Up Juan. Juan is fucking hot. I get it. I get it. I get it. Get it Michael get Darby, he's hot. But, like. But- If you like Juan, just say you like Juan. Like don't be creepy. He keeps saying, like, oh, I just want to take Juan on a trip by myself. And I'm like, Do you think he's gay? Do you think the rumors are true?
2: You know, I feel like Yeah, I think he definitely there's something there.
1: I think I think at least by I think he's at least by because he's been caught with women behind closed doors as well. So I mean, I think he just goes either way.
2: Yeah, I think he's just a drunk lech. It doesn't really whoever's (laughs) within his reach. Maybe I, you know, whatever. I think so too. But my favorite Corona in hand. Favorite thing about that franchise is Giselle. Really? Oh, you don't. I love her. She is so to me. She's she's, first of all, she's fucking gorgeous. Gorgeous,
0: gorgeous, gorgeous. One hundred percent.
1: Green-eyed bandit. She's so funny. She is. I think she just sometimes I don't trust her relationship. I think it was fake. Her relationship with the ex-husband. I don't believe that
0: one. Like preacher man. The 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 one who was coming
2: back and they were. And
1: he was getting. I was like, he is cheating on you still. Stop trying to pretend like he's not. There's so many stories of like girls getting knocked up by him still. I don't trust the whole preacher shit
0: personally. So oh, who, I never trust a preacher I've no. nah. nah. nah,
2: to meet a preacher that I, that I trust.
0: No. Nope. Yeah. So I already don't trust that. I mean, so he's look- a fucking loser, but one thing I will give to him is that his soldiers are marching. Like he can get anyone pregnant. Anyone. Like if you are having fertility issues, go see that preacher because but you I will do- get pregnant. But
1: I feel like even though Giselle and Karen hate each other, I kind of think they need, e- they're very good together in yeah. terms of their banter. Well, and some, shading one another. Well,
2: you wonder if they're, they're behind the scenes. They're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Like, let's, you know, yes. I mean, because there's a lot of accusations like that in every, everywhere, all the Housewives series. Yes. People are like, you know, they were talking about don't talk to her on camera, don't invite her, or let's do this. I'm sure there's fabricated drama. They, that's, yeah. Yeah
0: for sure it's but definitely Potomac fabricated one of because the like, best ones, I most think. of it doesn't even fucking make sense like Karen no, oh. and her shit that she brings up and is like she's like i don't even know what i'm saying yeah like, she's like we <laughs> went to sing sing like what the
2: fuck is sing sing karen
0: <laughs> she has no idea what the fuck she's saying
2: hey, are they Do gonna you... put the oc to rest or what is that um, done now? no
1: they re- they did a reboot and heather is coming back heather DeBro
2: debro oh that's back. right i saw that you're right i wonder yes. i don't know I and
1: know. I don't I don't know if she fits in with the new cast. They're trying to bring back O.G.O.C. where it's like actual rich women and they live this like glamorous lifestyle like that. Well, and what they I feel like
0: back. as soon as they started what I read. bringing on cast members and everyone started moving out of Cota de Casa, I feel like that's when it took a turn for the worse because it was like. My, behind I used to. My parents, yeah, my parents used to live down in Orange County, like right outside Cota de Casa, and it was like its own community of just like mm-hmm. really wealthy people, and it was just like kind of its own island of just unique, like.
2: Annoying well, yeah, the opening Republican credits were like, we take you behind people. the gates. Remember yes. the opening? Yeah, was like it was all about that. So, <laughs> yeah, it did lose some of they're that. They're trying authenticity. to. Br- they're
1: trying to bring it back for sure. So, I mean, we'll see if they do it. I don't really. I don't know if you can bring back. I feel like like, it
0: could be cut off. I feel like we've had enough. We had some good times and it's time to maybe move on.
2: Do you ever
1: think they're going to do a San Francisco one?
2: I don't know. I would. I'm of course I would watch the hell out of it and I would do my best to get on it. I Um, mean, you could tweet (laughs) Andy. I mean, I mean, I host a lot of these galas that some of these women would probably go to. So maybe I, I mean, I'm all for it. We have a lot of money here. Well, yeah, it, but, but it, it the, might be interesting because like our our rich housewives would all be like wearing, you know, kitten hats and like cheer, going to demonstrations and, and standing marching and you know, protesting like, and growing yeah. pot and like, you know, all the stuff that can't, San Look Francisco- wise
1: do you think like, do they dress, do tech wives, like, cause I know there's a lot of tech money in San do Francisco- they they, Do they dress? Do they dress? no. Okay. No. Because that's kind of the appeal to the show too is you want to see people- dressed in these, like, amazing outfits and I mean, I think it's just a like different
0: that. style. Like, okay. you'll get some of, like, the golden goose, like, uh, but it's not like like a Beverly Hills where, like, you are fresh off the fucking runway or, like, it's, like, um, maybe more Giselle.
2: Yeah, well, they're not, Ooh. they're not, oh, they're not going to wear, you know, Giovanni, but they're going to wear really, <laughs> really, really expensive, like, White t-shirts. <laughs> yes, <Okay.
0: exactly>. yes. <laughs> so but I'm here for basics.
2: it. I I would be here for it. Let's let's see what we got. I think that would be sort of cool.
1: Is there I any know. other shows on Bravo besides Housewives? I'm like trying to think. I'm like, what else do we watch on Bravo besides Housewives? Well, I'm
2: a top chef like, like fanatic. Fiend. Okay. I love top that's chef. one I I've, don't watch
1: very often.
2: <clears throat> oh, I've watched it since the very first one, and I've actually become friends with quite a few chefs from the show.
1: Do you like to cook?
2: Well, I am the William Sonoma drag queen cook-off one-time champion. Oh. Everybody! Oh, we wow, <laughs> yeah. added that in our introduction. Honey, uh-huh, yeah. I thought you knew, girl. <laughs> I could throw it down. Don't try. It's in my kitchen right here. Uh-huh. Um, I'm no, I'm really not that great a cook, but I am a great competitor. So we've done the the Williams uh, every Pride William Sonoma has a drag queen cook-off and Juanita Moore and I have gone um, wig to wig in competition. She <laughs> won twice. I won one, and then this year they brought in two drag race girls, and fricking Brita Filter from Drag Race in New York won. So I've won. Mm. I won one time. At least so, you yeah. can say you won
0: once. Yeah. Right. I don't think think I would ever win anything with cooking. I'm really good though. At like the uncle Ben's rice that you put, like you squish it and you put it in the microwave for 90 seconds. That's pretty much all I eat.
1: I'm a great eater and like judge. I am a good eater. I will will judge the shit out of someone's cooking (laughs) and I appreciate a good cook. So it really does it for me. It's actually on my list of things I need in a person. A well, if you like salt,
2: <laughs> garlic, and butter, you, you can put that on a shoe and I'll eat it. So Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think
1: there's ever going to be a gay housewife or like a lesbian housewife besides Bronwyn? Like yeah, they're going to come conf- on. She like we we're not like I want someone who's like starts off like this is my wife right like away. like a lesbian or, couple like yes. Ellen yeah.
2: and, and what's her name? Yes. Like, yeah, Portia.
1: Portia.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Sure. I mean, there should be. Right. Why not? I
1: mean, I'm kind of surprised they have it.
0: Right. I feel like this has to be the next step. I mean, like, I know Bravo's working on diversifying all the shows. So I feel like we're in the thick of it. But like, I just there has to be like, I just predict it within the next year or two.
1: Yeah, I feel like people didn't think Bronwyn was like genuine with her storyline and things like that. So well, I, I feel did. like Bronwyn
2: was a little. Yeah, that was no. wacky. I was like, wait, you have like 12 kids, yeah. this hot husband. You're both like, uh, yeah, I don't get it.
0: And yes. I just really don't trust people that say like when they're stressed out, like, oh, I work out or I run on the treadmill. Like, I don't trust like, that. Oh, okay, you no, know? that's the last thing I do. Something's lost there.
1: Yeah, she's ver- she's very in shape though. So she was um, she was yeah.
0: in shape after having seventy five kids. Like I've never seen a body bounce back like that. Like all right, well, yeah. so damn. can we
2: talk about amazing bodies? What about Bethany?
1: Oh, amazing body. And she was like trying to post something and she was like, I'm posting all my flaws and I'm like, bitch, where? <laughs> bitch, she,
2: where yeah, are those flaws?
1: Th- that's she not is real. One
2: of, she's one of my other favorite all-time housewives. Yes, I, not same. only because she's hilarious and beautiful in her body, but because of the work that she did. The work that she continues to do around yes. the floods and the fires and the yeah. everything, she's just such a philanthropist and a she mover actually and a shaker.
1: Physically gets in there and <laughs> yeah. like is in the trenches and like doing things, making shit happen. She doesn't just put her money where
0: her mouth is; like she's actually right.
1: physically there. Like and my then, favorite
0: thing about Bethany is her skinny margarita. Like that's just it for me. Do I you drink always it? Keep it? I do. I
1: haven't tried it.
0: I do, I and either. I'm like a huge skinny margarita drinker, <laughs> and hers is really good. Oh, okay. good. i say that.
2: Well, I mean, she made I how many billions of dollars? Right? I, yeah. You know, she, I mean, it better be good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I have to say, Lisa Rinna defies time she looks amazing uh,
1: that bitch doesn't age like I don't think she she just gets actually better like yeah and now her hair is evolving when she like is bringing in the Thank wigs God. I right. love I love a good wig so yeah. like I'm all for trying to switch it up like and I just saw a clip today of her it was something I didn't know this but apparently she had a reality show with Harry Back in the day, and they were trying to get Harry's career back on the ground. She looks the exact same. I think it was from two thousand six, and Denise Richards was on it, and so was Garcelle.
2: Oh my God! Shut up. What? So
1: I was like, what show is this? It was like something with Harry, like something about getting Harry's career back. This is when she had her clothing store still. So I was like a while back. So that's why, and she looks the exact same, like. Nothing has changed about her, but wow. like it was like the same. And I was like, oh, so she was like actually really friends with these people,
2: like these yeah, she women. It wasn't. She says she's known him for twenty years, but I thought kidding.
1: it was more just like you know how they bring in a friend of a housewife, and sometimes yeah. it's like no, not... she's
2: bringing in her
0: actual friends her and actual ruining friends. Actual, actual relationships.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah, got it. So that's what, that's she's why good.
0: She is good, like reality TV. Like her shit is not fake. She like knows she knows to bring a check. Right. Yet. She doesn't care who you are, how long you've been friends. She will fuck up that relationship for a check any day. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Realness. I do. I appreciate
1: it. <laughs> love it. I do Respect. love her. Respect. I know people don't Respect. like her, but she looks great. She looks phenomenal. She's like, what, almost 60 or yeah. is 60?
2: Yeah, uh, that's, that's wild. Well, but speaking of 60, though, so is Ramona. Yes. Yeah. I, Do I, I have look, to say she looks, she looks great. great. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Honestly, these women, like their glow ups are in Luann. Luann, I think okay she looked great. Like Luann has
0: a great body too. And
1: she's like aging very naturally. It looks like, like she doesn't have a ton of like work done on her face, which I'm all for the work done, but she's, it's a nice progression.
2: She's very tall. I met her around yeah. the, the cocaine, you know, period that she went through.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes I love knowing about this. Mm-hmm.
2: She was a guest at a, one of the galas and um i she was very charming but she just got up and she just was sort of like out of it and just people were like, why is she here? you know it was like <laughs> what this, is she saying like was it was this very the time weird. when
1: Heather was like still on the housewives when they went on that uh vacation because she was saying there was like drugs on this vacation it was like the vacation I think with the pirate. And they were like, um, she was like, there was drugs being done there. But she didn't say what kind of drugs. So I I just assumed Coke.
2: I think it might have been a little bit before then, but I don't think that that was the first time she had pirates and drugs (laughs) (laughs) on a vacation.
0: And like, obviously, it's Coke. I mean, who is like on vacation shooting up meth? You know, like, I guess most people aren't. This is high society. This is cocaine society. (laughs) yes. I New York I feel like is very cocaine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All my knowledge on yeah. I literally well. watch movies and I'm like, oh so new York. I, know, I know it so well. <laughs> so if you had a real housewife tagline, what would it be?
2: Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. There are so many other reasons.
1: Ooh, that's a good
2: one. I actually did a little reel for the Bravo did some kind of contest or something a few years ago. I have that reel somewhere, where I'm actually saying that into the camera, and it's filmed with HD. And I'm twirling around. Oh my god! Don't that's hate amazing. me because I'm beautiful. There's so many other reasons.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's so amazing. The <laughs> Andy Real House was SS Sister Roma, Roma needs to be on this. We're making I know. this happen.
1: That would be so amazing. I would watch. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, this is so fun. Now I feel like we need to have like a, a viewing party or something, or you have to come to some event with me and work the yes. red carpet and make it, or maybe we can go to New York we're, together. We're and we can go go to watch what, what
0: I, I want to do. Well. Yes. You're, you're literally just oh like God. speaking my life. Yes. Let's speak yes it into the red existence. carpet. Yes. To all of that. Yes. I'm moving to New York and we'll like manifest. two months. Oh, you are. Oh so yes. To that like let's yes. do it all. Let's okay. do it all.
1: Um, uh, so how, if people want to get help, get involved into the organizations that you work with, how can they reach out to you?
2: Oh yeah. So we're always are open. Like I said, we're open to everybody. We, we can always use help. And if you feel like you want to get involved in serving the communities and working with the sister, you can go to thesisters.org. That's our website. Okay. There's ways to contact us information about our monthly meetings events upcoming events and all sorts of stuff on the website
1: and do you have to be local or can we do this from anywhere to help? well if
2: you're listening in another city you should check and see if you can find sisters in your area and i would okay. suggest working with the sisters closest to you
0: okay perfect Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being on Sister Roma. This was so much fun. <laughs> I had so much fun. I loved thanks for talking everything. shit with us. I loved <laughs> it. Yeah, I loved, we, I love yeah, I loved learning about you and stuff, but I, I obviously really enjoyed the shit talking. So yeah. Well,
2: I have more shit to talk if you want to talk more.
0: Yes. I didn't spill everything. To.
2: There's things I the, that I can't say now. So we better go, but let's talk again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, of course. We should have a whole so episode of Sister Roma spilling the tea on everything she knows (laughs) for sure if you guys want to follow us on instagram follow us at brutally blunt podcast on twitter at brute blunt pod like follow subscribe wherever you listen and we'll see you guys next week